Okay, Parsha's Kiseitse, Tavshin Ayintes. We are at the Parsha. Only comes up once a year with the most mitzvos in the entire Torah, 74 mitzvos. Uh, so if we spend a little less than a minute on each mitzvah, maybe that we could uh, get through each and every one. Uh, some of them are double. Hashavah Aveda is two, and uh, Malik is two. And, but we'll pick and choose, as we always do, and hopefully over time we will get to, uh, to all of them. But we'll start off with a thought relating to all the parshios that we're about to read. There's a thought that a number of the Bali Musr say, but I gave it to you from the Eila Hadvarim, Rav Schlesinger, in source number one, where he talks about these parshias are always in Chodesh Elul, Kiseitse Kisavo, Nitzavim Bayelech, Ha'azinu and Zosabracha. All the way from now until Simchas Torah. And there is a remez in the names. Again, the names are just what we call them. There's no significance halachically to the names of the parshios. It's all Baderach Drush, right? As we know, the Svarim in, in the Chumash have names by the Medrash. Um, second one might not have a name. Sefer Agu'ul, the Ramban calls it, but it's called Sefer Shani by the, by the Chazal, by, by the Bahag. But the other three, Sefer Yashar, Sefer Breshos, is called Sefer Yashar by the Gemara of Odazara, Taras Kohanim. Mishnah Torah is Dvarim, and Chumash HaPakudim is Bamidbar. So the, all the Svarim have names, but the names of the Parshios are just because we call them that. And in the days when they used to finish the Torah every three years, so there are different names of the Parshios. The Sefer HaChinuch, we've mentioned this in the past, has Parshas Im Kesef Talve. He had Mishpatim as two Parshios. Uh, so that's what uh, a lot of Droshos about, why Im Kesef Talve is the name of that Parsha. Okay, but Lamaisa B'nai Yisrael have these names. So the Elah Advarim says, Ki Seitzei Ki Savo, Nitzavim Vayelech. Ha'azinu Zosabracha. So what's the message? This is a process. So it starts off with Ki We have to go out of our previous life. We have to go out of where we are. We have to leave. We have to be tovel in the mikveh, in the mehadas, as the Ramam describes it at the end of Hilchas Mikvos. We have to do what we can to wake up, to wake up out of our spiritual slumber, as the Ramam writes in Hilchas Shuva and Paragimel. He quotes it on line seven. Wake up from sleepwalking through life. The tafkid of the shofar is to wake us up. So again, the Rambam in Hilchas Shuvah is talking about Rosh Hashanah. It's just two days. We have thirty days of the shofar to wake us up. As we just said. So we have to go out. Go out of our shigra. Go out of our rote that we've been in. Again, Elul is the farthest month from Rosh Hashanah that we have. Right? It's 11 months since Rosh Hashanah. And in a leap year, it's 12 months. But it's very far. Isn't it ironic that Elul is probably the month that we think most about Cheshbon and Nefesh, even though it's the farthest, because Chazal uh, encouraged us to. But it starts with Kiseitse. We have to leave the situation that we're in. We have to do Tshuva. 16. Yisoda Yisodosh V'shor Shavodosh HaTshuva Hikiseitse. Aziva Sachet. Ublo Shadam Yazov V'shachatov Yefshash Yashem B'tshuva. Sur Meirah. Kiseitse is another way of saying Sur Meirah. As we know. Once we do that, then we could kisavo. Then we could go into the next step, into our new life. Into the new olam chadash, olam Baruchu. After we've left, now we could jump in the mikvah. Once we get throw away the sharets, we throw away the sharets of our lives and the impurities and the sins and the, the areas that we have to fix. After we've left that, now we could go in. Go into the magical house of closest with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Va'achlata nuchushaki zu ena aderech zu derech chatati imisukenes vechulu. And we go into the simcha. We go into the new world, which we don't even appreciate and realize how great it is until we're until we're there. So we left, and then we are in a new world. Once we are in a new world, then we come to Yom Adin. We're able to stand up strong. And stand up proud, and we are nitzavim. We can stand up in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I didn't give it to you, but remember the tour in the beginning of the, in the Hilchos Rosh Hashanah. Towards the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, the tour quotes the Medrash, where the Medrash says, usually on a Yom Hadin, you know, a person wears black, a person doesn't get a haircut, a person is disheveled, a person doesn't know what's going to be, a person is worried. But Am Yisrael, we take showers, we uh, get haircuts, we wear yantiv clothing, we set the table with our finest. Why? Because we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to save us. 
Right? How do we know that? Where's the pachad? Is it the yachad versus the tzibur? But either way, we could be nitzavim. If we have a proper elo, if we have a proper kisetzi and kisavo, then we could be nitzav. We could be standing up strong as we have to on on uh, on Yom Hadin. Line 37. Once we enter into the fabulous world of Torah and Shuva, Ola Mamusar Vahavodas Hamidos, Raku Yacholiot Nitzav. He could be standing the Fekarish Barakhu Muchan Umuzman Liomadin Lavodas Akodesh. And if we stand strong on Rosh Hashanah, then we could be strong and take a walk and go quickly to Yom Kippurim. We could be Nitzav and then we could be Holech. Nitzav and Vayelech. Right? The Bali Musar say you can never just stand Nitzavim. You always have to be, and that's why very often Nitzav and Vayelech are put together. Because we can't just be Nitzavim. We have to be a Nitzav. We have to be standing up strong and Chazak, but in a way that allows for the Holech. Mikan Katsra Aderach Lamshich Halav Vayelech Al Yom Kippurim. And once we know, once we've already left our previous life of Kiseitse, and we've come in, Kisava, we came into our new life, and we stood strong and proud on, Yom Kippur, on Rosh Hashanah, and we were Mamlach HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So then, Vayelach, it doesn't mean that Nisavim is always before Rosh Hashanah, Vayelach is before Yom Kippur, but it's just the process. Just the process. Vayelach, and then we can walk proudly and confidently into into Yom Kippur because we know that we have our priorities um, in the proper perspective. And once we walk in proudly to Yom Kippur, what do we say? We daven our hearts down to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and we say, listen, please, Hazinu HaShemayim Ve'aretz. Hazinu, listen. The whole world should listen. Remember the story of Rebbe ben Durdaya in Masechet of Adazara. He davened to the sun and the moon and the stars and they all said, it's not up to us, it's up to you. And then he says, Eina Dabar Tali bi. But, you know, if he does it, so then he has the right to scream out to everybody to be on my side. How I've changed my life, how I'm a new person. And once I'm a new person and I scream out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then ultimately I'll be zoche to the Zosa Bracha. I'll be zoche to all the Brachas, Haksuvos, Batora. And it all starts this week. It all starts with Kiseitzei. Again, maybe not a coincidence that most mitzvos are right here. Because what's our life? If not, to be full of mitzvos. To focus on as many as we can. To learn about them. To focus on them. Again, every type of mitzvah is in this week's parsha. Ben Adam al-Makom, Ben Adam al um, mitzvahs that apply bismanazeh, mitzvahs that don't apply bismanazeh. Got a little of everything. Just wait till the next pasuk and you'll get another mitzvah. Okay, so this gives us an overview, uh, and this is a good one to mention because this is a good one to mention for the next six weeks to use at the Shabbos table. Okay, now let's get back to the beginning of the Parsha. Beginning of the Parsha, a thought that many of the Baali Musr say, um, but uh, we'll do it this year through the eyes of the Ksav Sofer and others, but again, it's a popular thought. A popular thought, Ki and it connects to what we were just talking about. Ki milchama al when we go out to war against our enemy, there are many and most, I would say, laws of milchama in the Torah are these parashios. Last week we had laws of milchama. We had the Meshuch milchama giving a pep talk. This week we have Yefas Toar, Ki Yisrael milchama. Many of the wars of milchama. We have Milchemes Amalek at the end of our parsha. There are some earlier, but here it is. But many of the Bali Musr say maybe the Oyev in the first Pasuk is not a physical Oyev. When we go out to war against our ultimate enemy, the Yitzhahara, right? The Artivas, all the things that bring us down, all those kochos that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put into this world to be shlichim, to challenge us, but sometimes it overcomes us. Says the Ksav Sofer, source number three. Nira li, let me explain. Hashem will give you the enemy in your hands. It says in Perkei Avos, as we know, I think it's Hillel. If I am not for me, who will be for me? And if, even if when I am for me, what am I? What can I accomplish? And if not now, when? One of the most uh, full of meaning Every Mishnah in Perkei Avos is, is full. We could have a whole shear on every Mishnah, but this Mishnah is powerful. 
Chazal tell us that we need Hashem's help even in our Avodas Hashem. In life, without HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help, we wouldn't be able to make it in any area, forever. In Ruchnius or in Gashmius, obviously in Parnasa, but we have to think also in learning. In learning, if somebody's preparing a shear, there's no way they can do that without HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help. Things fall into place and things click and you find this in the Sefer and at least everything is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If Hashem wouldn't be helping me, I wouldn't be able to do it. If a person knows this, he might go to the other extreme and think, Hashem has to help me. I can't do it anyway. So you know what? Let Hashem help me. Hashem will do it. I don't have to fight so hard. And I won't excite myself to overcome the challenges. Right? My alarm will go off in the morning. I'll hear it. And I'll say, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu really wants me to get up for chakras and go to Minyan on time, you know what? He'll give me a push. But if I feel very comfortable, I'm just going to stay where I am. Right? Maybe if it's... Right? Obviously not. A person thinks that Hashem will help. That's not what it is. Right? What's the first line of this Mishnah? If I'm not doing it for myself... You know, people, Kodesh Baruch only helps people who help themselves. Sometimes a parent will tell a child, you know, to do something, and the parent will want to help the child, but the child will say, no, well, you do it all. No, I'm not doing it all unless you start. You got to take out the book. You got to take out, I'll do the work with you. Just take it out and get set up. No, you take it out of my knapsack. No. No, do the first step. Do the first step. That's what a Kodesh Baruch was waiting for us. If we, we do it, right? If we have that attitude, we're not going to succeed. We have to do the most that we can and the hardest to try as much as we can. And then Hashem will help. But we have to do everything that we could. If I don't go to the mikvah, then I'm not going to be Tahar. Hashem will be Matar me, but I have to go. So on the one hand, Hillel says, If I don't do it, If a person doesn't do anything, he doesn't stand up to his Yitzhar, Right? Hashem is not going to help. But the next line we also acknowledge, And even if I would do it myself, I wouldn't be able to accomplish it without a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It doesn't mean that I don't start. But Ukshani Latsmi Pirish, Vigam Lacha Shapal, Mahu Kilo Yachob Aswalachavshel, Elakshit Surfu, Shnehem Yachad. And one more, says the Ksav Sofer before he gets back to the Pasik, the Amar Vigimlo Achshav Emasai. And if not now, when? Because you know what a person might say? Right now, I'm very busy. Right now, I have typhus. Right now, I'm in my youth. Right now, I'm in my middle age. Right now, I'm strong. And I'm like, you know what? When I retire and there's less going on in my life, you know, then I'll do tshuva. Then I'll uh, learn more. Shalom yachshova adam. Right? Like the Rambam's case. The Rambam's case in what's tshuva gemura when a person is in the same situation, in the same, and he doesn't do the avera. And if one of a person's old, when a person says, but Afka, I'll wait till I'm old, and then I won't have the taiva anymore for whatever gashmi, Thing that a person had a taiva for? No. Im lo achshav emasai. It has to be done now. Shalom yachshav adam. Shalom yilchom neged yitzahara. Rak akiyazkin. The yagiwa yamim hashayvahem chayfetz. Latavas olam azeh. There will come a time when we'll realize that this world is not the focus of our existence. Vaz yashav al Hashem yirechameyu. Then Hashem will give her achmanitz. No, that can't be. Ashtri ishireyas Hashem. Adshu bigvuro bekocho. So all of that shot on the Mishnah, now the Ksav Sofer says that's the first Pasuk in our Parsha. If you go out to battle, then Hashem will help you out. But it starts with us. It starts with us going out to battle. We have to fight. We have to do what we can to, to battle. And it's not easy. Right? We all know it. Right? The Salanter it's easier to learn shas than to perfect one midah in our avodas Hashem. That's an amazing statement. Because we think we're working on ourselves to perfect one midah, to work on our patience. That means in a situation 
which tests our patience, we have to be patient. Right? In a situation where we're being delayed against our will, we have to be patient. Where somebody embarrasses us, that's where we have to be mavater and be maram midosa. It's not easy, but we have to go out and fight the battle. That is the Ksav Sofer number one. Similarly, similarly, just from a different focus, you have it in the Likute Yoshua. Likute Yoshua was again a Talmud of Reb Tzadok. He lived afterwards in New York um, from Lublin. Reb Tzadok's yard site, I think, was this week. Uh, in the Likute Yoshua, source number four. So he quotes, For isi what does it mean, take a captive? Again, in the drush that we're talking about, when you go out to fight with the Eight Sahara, Hashem will help you take a captive. Vishavisa Shivyo. Continuing the drush. What's the drush? So he says, The Eight Sahara and the Oyev, the greatest enemy that we have. Our great Oyev that wants to kill us. When you go out to fight the Eight Sahara, you don't want to listen. What's the strategy? What's the strategy? That's what the Pasuk is telling us. What's the strategy? Take him captive. How do you take the Eight Sahara captive? Don't you want to be Megarish the Eight Sahara? What do you mean, take him with you? Chazal say, Mashcheil the base of Medrash. Shlep him to the base of Medrash. Similar idea. Take him captive. What does that mean? What do we have to do? Sha'ata tikach oto b'shevi. Shehu rotzelakach hazoscha. He wants to take you. No, you take him. Kavana sadavar. Shetabu Allah b'shevi. Come to the Yed Sahara. Think about this. Why are you doing this? Why is it so hard for me to sin? You, Yitzhahara, you're also a Shliach of a Baruch Hu. Right? The Malach is a Shliach of a Baruch Hu. The Satan is a Shliach of a Baruch Hu. But every, all Kochos, all spiritual Kochos are really messengers of a Baruch Hu who have a Tachlis to fulfill, who perform a Shlichus. So the Yitzhahara was created to seduce us. As the Pasuk says, the Medrash, Vayar Lokim Kitov, Zu Yetzer Hara. Kilas Nahara El Amigo Chashocha. Light is only appreciated with the background of darkness. Vales Tava El Amigo Bisha. So the Yetzer is there, so we appreciate the Yetzer Tov, and we know what to accomplish and conquer. And therefore, Hayetzer Hara, where it's underlined, Ultimately, what's the purpose of the Yetzer Hara? For you to defeat him and gain Schar that way. Hashem doesn't want the Eight Sahara to win, but ultimately he's a shliach. That's what it means, take him captive. What are you doing? You're also a shliach of a Kaddish You're trying to do the Ratzon Hashem, so am I trying to do the Ratzon Hashem. I'm not going to listen to you, because you're listening to Kaddish Baruch Hu, so am I. And I'm going to listen to Kaddish Baruch Hu over you. And that's, take him at, his, at your own game. You're trying to be a shleich of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, take him and say, okay, you're also a shleich, but this is what I'm going to do because ultimately that's what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. Reminds me a little bit of the Gemara in Chulin, if you remember, I think on Dav Zion or so, where one of the uh, Rapinchas Ben Yoyer, I think is by the, uh, by the river, by the river Ginai, and uh, the river Ginai doesn't want to split for him. And he's on his way to do Pinyin Shvuyim, to redeem captives. And he says, Split! And the river Ginai says, no. And he says to the river, right, the Ratosas talks about it, he's actually talking to the river, but he says, the river says, I'm doing the Ratzon Konenu, and you're doing the Ratzon Konenu. But this is what Akhanesh Barak wants me to do, wants me to float downstream. And Rapidachas Banyar says, if you don't split, I'm going to dry you up. And splits the Chulu. But that's the same Lashon, right? The river, everything in the universe is doing Ratzon Hashem, including the Eight Sahara. So we have to take it captive, and in that way, Conquer and and uh, and win. And he quotes, he quotes a Chomer. Uma ata turning the page. Shein chabar onshin vein schar ba onish noig ba malachim. You yitzhar, you're not getting any schar if you win or lose. I'm getting schar if I defeat you. And therefore, one could be misgaber. One could be misgaber. Then he quotes another pshat. 
You have to go out before he gets to you. That's what it means. You can't give him an inch. You can't get into the bad habits and then try to overcome. But to go out strong from the beginning. Go out strong from the beginning, that would help. We mentioned in a, in a, in a Shabbos year uh, last week. Uh, last week, two weeks ago, the Klei Yakar in Parshas Bracious. With the Klei Yakar, they both mentioned this in a Bracious year. Who says to the Nachash that man will crush your head. And the Klayakar says the Nachash is the Yitzhahara. And the Pasuk is giving us a hint to how to defeat the Yitzhahara. Who Yishuv Harosh? We have to crush it at the beginning. We have to crush it at the head. Once the Yitzhahara gets a foothold in our lives and we develop into bad habits, it's much harder. It's much harder. Right at the beginning, we have to do our best. Same exact idea here. Go out to war against the enemy. Don't wait for him to come to you. And in that way, we can accomplish a lot. Okay. Moving right along to another mitzvah. Perachav Beis, Pasik Ches. We have the mitzvah of Ma'akeh. The mitzvah of putting up a fence on my roof or protecting any dangerous spot. When you build a new house and you put up a ma'akeh, you shall put up a ma'akeh. And in that way, you won't have blood on your hands uh, when the nofel falls. Rashi, what do you mean yipol hanofel? He didn't, wasn't nofel until he fell. Yipol hanofel? It kind of sounds like gershen is gayer. It should be Goish and his Gayer. What do you mean Gersh and his Gayer? Well, once it happens, we can like call him a Ger. So here, Ki Yipol HaNofel. So Yipol HaNofel, why is it called that? Says Rashi, Ro'u Yizel Really, he was destined to fall. Ro'u Yizel. V'yafal pikein lo tesgalgel misasu al yatcha. But you shouldn't be involved. Right? If he's going to fall or not, maybe he's destined to fall. But you shouldn't have a hand in it. Ma'akeh is one of those mitzvos that the Rishonim talk about in the context of Hashkacha. Saras is another one. The Sefer HaChinuch has a big discussion about Saras. But here, right here in Tafkuf Memvav, in source number 6, the Chinuch talks about Hashkacha. Because after all, we can think about the mitzvah. Why should I put up the fence? If the guy's supposed to die anyway, he'll die. And if he's not supposed to die, he won't die. So why do I have to put up a fence for? Right? Rashi already is alluding to that. Keep all I know, fell. Okay, what's going to happen or not without you is not your business. But it shouldn't happen through your negligence. Keep all I know, fell, be manu. Okay, but you shouldn't do it. Says the Chinuch. Again, it's an assay and a los assay. The mitzvah assay of Ma'ake and the los assay of losas and davim ve'secha. This is in the assay. Says the chinuch, lo hasir ha'michsholim va'anigafim mikol mishkanoseinu. It's our mitzvah assay to remove all stumbling blocks from the from our area. V'alzenemar v'asizem akel gagecha. Right, barber shosarabim to remove to protect others. V'inyin zeh not exactly, but uh, similar idea. Somebody shouldn't fall in. Right, one has to make sure that it is all good and safe. Now we get into it on line number nine. We believe in Ashkacha Pratis, says the Chinuch. And again, if you look back in Tazriya Mitzorah, that's where he talks about this at length. We believe in Ashkacha Klalis for animals and Ashkacha Pratis for people. Right? Species for animals, said the Chinuch, and specific for people. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows all of our actions. The Kol Yikra Lahem Tov Ad Ora Big Mitzvaso And everything that happens to us is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, L'fisachu sano chiyuvan, Kenyan Sha'amr, like the Gemara says, at the beginning of Chulin, E'en adam nokif etzba'o milamata, Elke machrizan ala milamala, We don't bang our fingers, we don't bang into something and stub our toe, unless HaKadosh Baruch Hu decreed it. Afal pikein, even though all of that is true, and we believe in Ashkach HaPratis, 
That does not mean that we don't recognize that there is a natural world with natural law in the world. Still, a person has to guard themselves from natural danger. Hashem created the world and built the world. Interesting, two different verbs. Bara and bina'o. Maybe yesh mi'ayin and then yesh mi'yesh. Right? Al yesodos amudi hateva. V'gaza shatiyah ha'eso refes. V'hamayim b'chavin halehava. Fire burns. Water extinguishes. U'kemochen yechayev hateva. Shem tipol heaven gedola arosh ish shetaratzit azmocho. If a huge boulder falls on somebody, they will die. Right? Hashem's, that's nature. O'em yipol adam me'rosh ha'gaga gavoa la'aret she'yamus. People fall off roofs, it's not going to be pretty, says the Chinuch. That's natural. There's something called gravity. Hashem, in his Rachmanis, gave people intellect. He gave us insight, in, in the intellect, and even instinct. I might add, even animals have some of this. The instinctual protective mechanism in organisms, right? Animals have that too. They stay away, not always, but sometimes animals do foolish things. But um, says the Chinuch, people have intellect. Hashem put us into the world of natural law. Once that's true, then we have to acknowledge Teva. And we have to guard against Teva, and that's why there's a concept of and keeping healthy and being protected. Hashem created the world, Hashem is in Bashkiach on everything, but we also acknowledge. How it all works together, that's beyond us. How does it work together that a person is supposed to fall anyway? Just not, that's a Kodesh Baruch Hu's domain. But all I know from my normative practice is I have to acknowledge that there is natural law. It ain't so Maybe I could daven for an ace. That's a separate topic. Could you daven for an ace? But you can't rely on an ace. Generally, there are a few exceptions in history, but nature, which is given to man, will do its actions if man doesn't guard himself. And that's why you got to put up a fence. And that's why there's a mitzvah of Makkah. Even though we believe in Ashkocha. So you might say that Makkah is kind of the opposite of Tzaraz. Tzaraz is a direct connection of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Makkah. Makkah might reflect what he means. So it must be that everything is haphazard because people will fall off. No. The point is they can go together. Yes, there will be some people that, are sh- that the king loves, right, to quote the Megillah. Like we just spoke about, Rapinchas ben Yair. Because of their great piety and righteousness. That Teva was given in their hands. That's for Yechide Skula in the, in history. How many people in history had Teva in their hands? And even when they were born, Teva was master on them. They weren't born, Hanani Mishal Vazarya. Ubisofan, Lagodel Hisalus, Nafsham, Nafochu. This is uh, in the Megillah again. Shahayu Heimadon Malateva, because they perfected themselves. Avram and the Kivshana Aish, and all of the uh, other miracles that have been quoted. But But most people, meaning even many in Tanakh, and everyone in the Gemara, and many in the Gemara, and obviously afterwards, are not zochet to such miracles, and therefore we have to live in the world of nature. Right? The Gemara says in Shabbos, Lamed Beis, Kol HaSomech Alanes, Ein Osin Lones. Right? We don't look for Nisim. Chanan Meshav Azariah weren't uh, looking for the Nes, but they got the Nes. Remember, there's a story, I've quoted it in another context, there's a story in the Abu Draham and in the Kolbo about where Vuhu Rachum came from. Where Vuhu Rachum came from. Right, it tells a story that there were three peep, three uh, Jews that were uh, shipwrecked or they were taken by pirates and the pirates were going to kill them. And the pirates said to them, well, we know your ancestors were Hanani Mishal of Azariah. So we, we want to try it out on you too. So they did, uh, they, for three days, they, they were um, worried and nervous. And on the third night, one of them had a dream. One of them had a dream. And in the dream, I forgot the exact details, 
but uh, there was a dream, and he said there's a pasuk in, in, in Tanakh somewhere that says the word key three times, and this, I don't remember the details, but then one of the other friends, his friend says, oh, it's a beferish pasuk in Yishayo. And he quotes the pasuk in Yishayo, and in that pasuk in Yishayo, it says, water and fire won't have an effect on you, don't worry about it. They took it as a simon. So the guy who had the dream the next day walked through fire, nothing happened. His two other two friends, nothing happened. And right then and there, they wrote Vuhurachum. One of them wrote the first third, one of them wrote the second third, one of them wrote the third third. So the next time we have a little, you know, feeling of when there's a chasen and they go straight to Yiskadal, and we have a little feeling inside of us, somebody once said, the only type of Hanod that an Orthodox Jew could understand. You know, the, uh, when the, you know, You've noticed a chassid, you didn't expect it, right? Or it's, uh, you realize it's Yontif that week and you skip it, you know him, right? The uh, little things that, you know, maybe we shouldn't feel that way because, you know, it's less tefillah. But either way, so there are Yechidi Skula in history that have been zochet to it. But generally, we have to build a market and we're subject to um, nature. It's also, by the way, mentioned by the Ramban. Just to give you another example on last week's parsha. The Rabban talks about we go out to war and we get a pep talk and we have to make sure that the uh, army is ready for battle. The Rabban writes in source number seven, "V'tzivo ufaktu saret tzvaos beroshaam ki atora titzave bederech haaretz v'tase hanisim im yireav behester." Hashem says you have to, have to function with the military. Ve'ein hachefetz lafan of l'shanos tivoshalolam. Hashem is not interested in doing miracles. Zulasi kasher ain't sham derech batzala acheres. If there's no other choice, olodia shmol litzarav, or to show his name to his enemies like he did by Kriyas Yamsuf. Okay. Moving right along. So the following. Chav gimel yutes. There is a halacha, a detail of a halacha. Chav gimel yutes. The Pasuk tells us, lo sabi esnan zona umechir kelev Pesach Hashem alokach alachol neder. A detail in Hilchas Karbanos. In Esnan Zona, if somebody pays a zona with a with an animal, that animal is ushered to bring as a carbon. Mechir Kelev, if a dog is traded for an animal that could be used as a carbon, that also. Okay, we're not going to focus on on that, but we're going to focus on a story. If we look in the Meshachachma, the Meshachachma says a pshat, but the Meshachachma doesn't tell the story behind that pshat. If you look in the Kamotzi Shalal Rav here in source number eight, he quotes the story from the Sefer Ar Sameach, right? From the not the Sefer Ar Sameach, but uh, the stories of the Ar Sameach, the Meshachachma. He quotes the story. It says when the Ar Sameach was eleven or twelve years old, he was a bucky in the Sefer Ur Metumim on Choshen Mishpat. All right, if you want to say Ibishitz on Choshen Mishpat is Ur Metumim on Yeridei, it's crazy placey. But he knew it backwards and forwards. Eleven, twelve years old. He loved that Sefer Ur Metumim. But he had never gone through Chumash and Rashi. This was him. He loved the Ur Metumim. Echad Migdola Yisrael. One time there was one of the Gdola Yisrael that was passing through the city where this little boy lived and he heard about the Eloi Hatzair and he wanted to test him. He wanted to test him. Okay? And he starts talking to the, to the boy and learning and he sees that the boy loves the Ur Metumim. Loves the Ur Metumim. Turning the page. The Tzaddik says to him, but I've heard, I've heard that you haven't learned Chumash and Rashi yet. And the Arsameach at that time says, Ukefi, he says, Yesh, line four, Yesh Yoser Charifus Bedavecha Shalur Metumim, Measher Bechol Apirish Al Rashi Al Chumash. I think one page of the Ur Metumim has more lumdis than all of Rashi Al Torah. And the Gadol obviously heard this and said, No. I'm coming back in a year from now, and you better know Chumash and Rashi. The Kachoya. He came back a year later, and the Meshachachma, guess for his bar mitzvah, you know, he, uh, he learned all of Chumash and Rashi, and the Tzadik comes back and says, new, and the Arsameach says, let me rephrase what I said last year. There is more lumdus in one little cryptic line in Rashi than in the whole Sefer Urmatum. And he says, yeah, and he says, I'll bring you a Raya. What's the Raya? It's based on a Rashi on this Pasuk. It's a Rashi that we don't have. It's in a Rashi Yashan. But it's a Medrash. So you can just give the shot of the Medrash. It's a Sifri. The Sifri says, and it's the Medrash, it's quoted here in source number 9, and source number 10, the Meshachachma quotes it. Um, on the Pasuk it says, don't bring these Esnan Zonu Mechir Kelav, Beis Hashem to include Abama. Right, you have the line. Where is the line quoted in the Meshachachma here? Um, where is the line? 
Just, well, he just quote, let's look back in the, um, in source number nine. He quotes it there. Rashi, Mosef, Shemilim, on line 15 and 16. Don't bring these to the house of Hashem, You can't even bring it on a bama, meaning not only in the base of Mikdash are these usher to bring, but even on private altars, bamos, which were mutter at some time periods in history, these are usher even on bamos. So, asks the Rav Meir Simcha, when he had gone through Rashi, he says, where did Chazal know this from? He quotes this from Rashi. Where did Rashi get this from? That to include Bamos. So he says, look at the Pasuk. The syntax does not flow. What does the Pasuk say? Lo savi esnan zonu mechir kelev, beis Hashem alokecha, don't bring these these animals to the house of Hashem, l'chol nether to fulfill your nether. Shouldn't you first describe the Isser and then say the place where the Isser applies? The Pasuk should either say, don't bring to the base Hashem esnan zona mechir kelev lechol neder. Or the pasuk should have said lo savi esnan zona mechir kelev lechol neder base Hashem alokecha. Put the place at the end. But it's stuck. Lechol neder is separated from esnan zona mechir kelev. Why do you have base Hashem alokecha in the middle? Unless it's alluding to us something. Base Hashem alokecha lechol neder. That's part of the phrase. What's a house of God or a Mizbeach that's uniquely for Nedarim? Obama. The change in the wording is what Rashi, quoting the Medrash, is driving at. And that's how you get Larabos Habama from this Pasik, which one might not have known. So he says, Zeu Omek Kavanaso Shal Rashi, 32. Amar Ha'ilu Yatsair Laarcho. Ezu Beis Hashem Shu Mugdar. Right, you can't bring carbonus chov on a bama, only nedarim and nedavis, and that's where Rashi gets it from. So he says, so you see, even two words in Rashi has greater chachma than the entire sefer Urmatumim. Again, we're not against the Urmatumim. I think Rav Yonatan Ibishes would admit that Rashi is in a different category than everyone else. But if you look at the Meshachachma, he does not quote this whole story. He just quotes the Vart. He just quotes, Yesh Kanzaris, there's a problem. Why is the Pasuk like this? And he says, Lochein Darshu, Beis Hashem Lokech Lechol Neder, Pirish She'eno Beis Hashem, Ludvarim Shachov, Arach Lenedarim. Even if a Beis Hashem, if a Mizbeach, is only for Nedarim, that also lo Tafi. Beautiful. Okay, moving right along. A thought that I think we've said many years ago, but I don't think we ever said it through the Rishonim. Maybe through the Sefer HaChinuch, I don't remember, but we haven't seen it through the eyes of the, the, the Ramban, the Ramban al-Torah, trying to get through all the Rambans as much as we can. The Ramban is the classic. So the Ramban in oh, number 11 and the Rambarbanel in 12 really say the same idea. The Rambarbanel is a little more expanded, but it's on the following halacha. Again, there's so much to talk about here. But we'll talk about another mitzvah that applies here that's mentioned also elsewhere in the Torah. The mitzvah, the Isser of Ribis. The Isser of charging interest. Which is a pervasive Isser, which we'll see is somewhat ironic. Right? The Isser applies to the Malve and to the Love, the lender, the borrower, the witnesses, the scribe. The Mishnah at the end of Ezeo Neshech in Bamitziah is very chamor. The Arev, the cosigner, everyone involved in Ribis violates. So the Pasuk says, Do not bite interest. And then the very next Pasuk, To the non-Jew, you can take interest from. But not to your brother. And in that way, you will get a bracha. So a couple of questions. Number one, why dafka is there a bracha here when I don't take interest? It doesn't say dafka bracha if I don't steal. If you don't steal, you can have a bracha. If you don't rip people off with onos mamon, you can have a bracha. It doesn't say that. Dafka here by ribis. It says if I don't take ribis from my brother, then laman yivarechacha Hashem elokecha. Why is that dafka zochet to a bracha and not, let's say, some of the other isure mamon? Question one. Question two, and this is the question that all the Rishonim ask, if it's so evil and so destructive, then why is it mutter from a guy? Right? The Gemara says, Gezel Akim is Aser, we paskin. Geneva's Akim is Aser. 
So why is ribas akum mutter? And not only mutter, some Rishonim, the Rambam included, counts it as a mitzvah, not just a heter, a mitzvah. And this is, I didn't give you the question of the Abarbanel. Remember, those who have opened up Abarbanels, he has 15 questions on every section, and then he has a long piece along the way that he answers. And that's why it's not as, let's say, for our generation, and this is a chisarin in us, not in the Abarbanel. It's a chisarin in our generation where we need uh, immediate instant gratification. So a safer that has 15 questions, until you get to the answer, you have to like read another 10 pages, you know, it's not so user-friendly for our generation. Again, it's a chisarin in us, not a chisarin in the Abarbanel. But that's why it's not as popular as, um, as others. But in the question, which I did not give you, he asks, many people call us racist, right? Many people call Am Yisrael racist. How, what? Ribis? Jew? Non-Jew? How could you, how could you have that? And the Abarbanel gives four answers. The fourth one is in front of you. But it's based on the, the Ramban. The Ramban in Source 11. He says it's a mitzvah. Now that I take ribbis. Yosef Right? The love is also violating here. Right? The nigzal doesn't get any avera when he's stolen from. A person is it's nisane, he doesn't get an avera. All of a sudden here the love violates. If he pays with interest, he also gets part of the avera. Why? What's going on here? Says the Ramban, Ribis is not like all the other Isurim. All the other Yisurim are inherently wrong. Stealing, you're taking somebody's money. Right, uh, ripping somebody off, you're taking somebody's money. Even if you force somebody to pay you, and they, you, you force somebody to sell you something, and you pay them, chamas, right? Chamsan yoav dami, the Gemara says. Even that's a problem. But ribis is different, says the Ramban. It's aser mitzara achva It's not on the list. It's fascinating. The Ramban l'shitaso. Back in Parshas Vayishlach, where the Ramban describes what he thinks the mitzvah of dinim is, against the Rambam, who says the mitzvah of dinim, for the, one of the Sheva mitzvahs, is to set up courts to judge the other six mitzvahs b'nei Noach. That's the Rambam, in Ilchaz Malachim. The Ramban says no. Ramban says dinim is setting up a functional society with courts that take care of, and he lists off 15 things. Geneva, Gzela, Ona'a, Hezek, Malve, Love, list off everything under the sun. Oshek, Scharsachir, Ribis is not on the list. Ribis is not on that list. Why? Rabban Lashitaso, right here. Because Ribis is not inherently problematic. It's only Asr Mitzad Ha'achva Vachesed, meaning you wouldn't charge your brother interest. Because he's your brother. Not because it's wrong to charge interest, but it's, it's above. What does he compare it to? He compares it to not lending money before Shemitah because you don't want the loan to be, um, you don't want the chiv to be, um, you know, um, absolved and uh, not being able, not having to pay. So that also, and the Torah says that there's nothing wrong with collecting a loan after Shemitah. That's me'ikaradin. It's just that when it comes to family, the Rabban says there's a higher standard. And that's why Ribis and Shemitah, these two contexts, are put together by the Rishonim. They're Aser Mitzad, or they're obligated, Mitzad at Stokka V'achesed, not Gezel Geneva Ona'a. And that's why there's a bracha. Lamani Berecha Hashem Elokecha. You don't get a bracha for not stealing. That's Pashat. You can't steal. Right? That's Meikar Adin. But here, Meikar Adin, you should be able to. You should be able to take interest. Money makes money. Somebody lives in my house, I have to pay for them. Somebody has my money, they have to pay for it. It's like a rental fee for money, but not to your brother. And that's why it's not usher from a non-Jew. And one might even say, and this we mentioned, that why does the, how does the Rambam and the, and the others count it as a mitzvah? I say, Dafka, you should, because if I treat everybody in the same way, then I undermine the special relationship that we have with our family. If I treat everybody like my real biological brother, then that undermines the special relationship I have with my biological brother. And we're supposed to have special relationships with our, with our biological brothers. And that's why, Lanach Nothing against 
But just this higher standard is an obligatory. And that's also what the Ramban says also in his own words in Source 12. This is business. He's not mechuyiv to lend money in this way. And it's not like Gezel. And that's why, interestingly, right, the Gemara talks about whether if somebody took ribbis died, does, do the Yarshim have to pay back? By Gnev and Gzela? Of course. Oh no, of course. Ribbis is not so poshut. The Rishonim, the beginning of Ezeon Neshech, the Ritva there has an important phrase about the type of Shibud that ribbis is. But either way, this is an important idea of ribbis. The Chudu. Okay, we'll end off tonight with two short thoughts. One about the exactness of the Torah, meaning how every word of the Torah teaches us something. And number two, about the sensitivity of the Torah. So first, the exactness of the Torah. So we have a Pasuk later on in Chav Gimel, where are we? Chav Dalet, Chav Beis. Chav Dalet, Chav Beis. Now getting towards the end of the Parsha, the Pasuk talks about uh, leaving matnis anim, right? Where the pasuk says in pasachaf, ki sachbot zeischa. If I harvest olives, I got to leave some that fall down, that are single. I have to leave some for the ger, the atom, and the almana. Ki sitzar karmacha. When you harvest your kerem, los olel, ololos, parrot, all the different types of matnis anim that have to be left. And then the pasuk says, v'zacharta ki evra yisabaris misrayim. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt? That's why I'm commanding you to do this. So two questions. Number one, what is the connection between the fact that we were Avadim in Mitzrayim and harvesting grapes and matnasaniyim? What's the connection between matnasaniyim and Yisrael Mitzrayim? Usually there's a connection, right? So what's the connection between leave matnasaniyim? Remember that you were slaves in Egypt. Number one. Number two, ask the Nitziv, why does the Pasuk here say Be'eretz Mitzrayim? Often it just says Be'mitzrayim. Here Dafke it says Eretz Mitzrayim. What is that adding? Eretz Mitzrayim. So we might not have caught it until the Nitziv says. But the Nitziv says, one question really answers the other one. The Torah by saying Eretz Mitzrayim is alluding to us what the connection to is of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Because we were slaves in Egypt. And remember what we did in Egypt? We did all the work in Mitzrayim. We worked the fields in Mitzrayim. How much do you think we wanted to like pick up what fell on the floor in Mitzrayim? How much would have given to take a little taste? Did they let you take after their vineyards? Did they let you take after their olive groves? No. Remember that you were Avadim in Eretz, Mitzrayim, the land. Because we're talking about Manasanim. Remember what it feels like. And give that to the Aniim with that memory. Right? What was that about? That was just relating to you know, not taking uh, collaterals. This is Eretz, because it has to do with the Eretz. It has to do with the Manasaniyim that are connected. So the exactness of the Torah, every word of the Torah, alludes to something. And the other one to mention, to finish up, also relating to working in the lands we just spoke about, eating... But now we're going to, uh, people, but now we're going to go over to animals. About the sensitivity in the Torah. Source 14, Losachsom Sharbadisho. Right? We have the Isser of Losachsom Sharbadisho, the Isser of muzzling one's animal. Isser of muzzling, a very famous, uh, in the context of Malchus, because we know this Pasik is right next to the Mitzvah of Malchus, and that's why what's known in Chazal is Dumia Delavta Chasima. Every lot that you're going to get Malchus for has to be similar to the lot of Chasima, meaning not a lot of Shein B'maisa and a lot of Anita Glasay and a lot of Anita Glasay and a lot of Right? All of those are excluded because of a not similar to lot of Chasima. But if Sarutskin points out here in the Azayim Torah, interesting, that we know the Isra and the, the Isra of muzzling and the mitzvah of allowing one to eat applies to both people and to animals. If I have a worker in my field, I have to let him eat. 
not allowed to forbid him to eat. While by animals also, the same thing. But there's a difference. By animals, it's more chamor. As he points out, where it's underlined, by an Adam, there's no losase. It's just a mitzvah sase. Mitzvah sase, let him eat. It's not gezel if he eats. All different rules in Bamitzia. When is he allowed to eat? And what if it's better food and less better food? Okay, why is it more chamer by an animal? You would think it should be more chamer by a person. Animals are trained or instinctively they look forward to meal time. They look forward to meal time. It's out of their control. They have no idea. They're they're conditioned, but they know that their owner It's a dark world. Sounds like Animal Farm. It's out of their control. When are they going to get food? And they're always nervous. So whatever they could do, they're always jumping on food that they can get, so to speak. Because that's their instinct. If they would see food on the floor and they would have a muzzle and they wouldn't be able to eat it, they would have tremendous sar. Because they have no idea when their next meal is coming. They'll see food and they don't have the mindset to have patience. People... They know they're eating afterwards. They know that the Balabaya said, don't worry about it, I'll feed you later. So that could calm them. There's more pain for the animals. And if there's more pain for the animals, He'll get afterwards, he'll get before, he'll take it as a snack. So that is why the Chazal, the Torah tells us, it's even more chamer for animals. Again, one of these sources doesn't say anywhere in Shas. Daraisa. What's the source for that? Doesn't say anywhere in Shas. But one of the suggestions by the Rishonim of Mitzia is this pasuk. Tzar is saying it's tsar because it's even more tsar for the animals because it's not in their control. Tzar balachaim. Does tsar balachaim apply to people? That's a good kasha. The Rishonim discuss it, but at least uh, in this context, it definitely applies to animals. And we see the sensitivity of the Torah, even to Varacham Alakamasov. Kurdish Baruch is a Rahmanis, and obviously is to teach us Rahmanis. As all the mitzvahs are, uh Lonitnu Elisarifis Abrios, this is to give us sensitivity, even to an animal, uh, in uh in the context of when he is working for us. Okay, so let's remember Kiseitse. Kisavo, we come in. Nitzavim Bayelech. Hazinu, we daven, vizos habracha, we should all be zoche, go through this process to the bracha of Hakadish Baruch. Okay, we'll stop here.